love to talk. So they made a podcast. And that's why we're here. To listen in. And what's it called? It's called Banter Buddies. Welcome to episode 12 of Banter Buddies. The show is returning to your ears this week. Thank you for allowing us to take a quick break. But Banter Buddies is back. Brian, greetings. Hello. How are ya? Neil, I'm doing fabulous. I'm, we're in some prime timer here. We're recording in the afternoon, not in the evening. And yeah. so the, the coffee is still tingling <laughs> in my veins. How you doing? This um, is you probably just woke up like an hour ago. How you doing? Oh my gosh! Yep, I'm up. I'm uh, I'm recently awakened, but uh, caffeinated and ready to go. I got some oatmeal in my belly, and uh, it's perfect podcast fuel. I think to do another great show. And uh, you know, we had we had a little time off, and you know, we had to had to take a week away. Went on vacation. Um, went down to Florida for a little bit, so thank you everybody for uh, allowing us to uh, step away from our regularly scheduled every other week cadence. Um, but we're back now. Wendy, Wendy allowed it. Yeah, Wendy said, yeah. The boss, the boss lady, Wendy said, "Okay, all right, all right. I'll listen to a different show this week. Don't worry. Get out of here. Other other podcasts to listen to." Um, so yeah. You know, speaking yeah. of coffee going through the veins, mm-hmm. when we, um, you know, when we talk to classes and kids and they ask us questions sometimes and mm-hmm. they talk about what are your favorite things? And then recently you're like, what do you like to drink? And you were like, I like coffee. And I was like, oh man, yeah, I, I drink coffee all, so much that I like forget that I drink coffee all the time. <laughs> and so like, I need, we need to start saying like when kids talk about like the future and what to look forward to and stuff like that. And it's like, you get to drink coffee all the time. That's it. Nothing else matters. It's the best part of the day. Yeah, your your body changes, and uh, you need a little help getting going sometimes. So yeah, you get addicted you... to this thing called coffee that everybody's just cool with. Yep, yep. Caffeine, y'all. It's all out there. You know, that's uh, that is a thing. That is a big part of adulthood. They don't tell you about. I guess it's not we're for telling everybody. You, we're telling you now. Well, yeah, we're letting you know there might be some coffee in your future if we have any youthful listeners. I feel like we have probably like eighty uh, percent or ninety percent like adult listening listenership here, just based on our calls. You know, that's all I have to go on. You know, I know um, I know very little about uh, the people <laughs> who listen to our show other than the callers. And there's like a couple kids, which I like. I, or this show is always going to be something that kids can listen to and kids can call into. But um, it's it's a mystery out there what the mix actually is. We should have a whole episode just about like when did you start drinking coffee yes. and how did that progress? Exactly. Because you... I didn't start until sophomore year of college, so that's like how old was I? Nineteen. When yeah. when did you get rolling on? It? I don't even think I was in college. I think it was post college for me. I, I didn't even really go down that route. So yeah, I can't even remember it. So yeah, it's... when I watch those movies and you have those like young, young like high school kids and they're like got they've they've got their life together and they drink a cup of coffee in the morning i'm like that kid's like 15 no way yeah but i've seen people in starbucks i've or at a coffee shop or something totally. like that some youngins yeah yeah and, and i feel like maybe like okay so like when we were in high school i was like okay you could there's like a little mini school store you could get like some treats or you know i obviously like i think like high school kids just like drink more like soda right that's their caffeine their mountain dew and all that stuff like stay up or whatever but like so there is like caffeine happening there, but 
maybe you could get some sort of coffee. Obviously, like you shouldn't drink coffee too young. But nowadays, I remember my mom was working in like a high school for a while and they had like a proper coffee shop in there, you know, or you could get like, I think so. I think you could get like cap. I think you could get like, you know, uh, just like cappuccino drinks and like espresso things. And I don't know. I feel like there's like coffee shops in schools right now. And obviously not in all schools, but I feel like there's some like new schools are like, yeah, throw a little coffee shop in there. Like That's you said, cool. the kids are going to Starbucks anyway. Let's go. That's cool. I hope kids are drinking like real. I hope kids are drinking coffee, right? Like, hey, I'd like a, I'd like a black coffee. I hope they aren't like, oh, I need to put like sugar in it right away, or, or hey, I need to, you know, I need to put true. all this cream you know, in it. You know, it's mostly, ruin it. you know, it's mostly all the <laughs> sugar stuff. It's very little oh. caffeine in there. I think probably when kids go to Starbucks, they're just like maybe getting like decaf stuff, or <laughs> that's that's not why they're there. They're there for like the yeah. It's like it's like the. You know, I want, wild, I want wild coffee drinks. that makes me sweat when I smell it. That's what I want. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah. Just yeah, well, thick, bitter coffee. Just sludge. I, I like the idea of, like, yeah, like a like a 16-year-old, like, getting into, like, straight black coffee, like, really just, like, plain stuff, you know, like, just, like, bucking yeah, the Yeah, but that's trend. what you and I like. I don't know. Maybe they might. <laughs> I don't know, but we didn't get into it until later. I like the idea of, like, a kid, all his friends are, like, getting wild, like, fraps and stuff, and then she's just like, no, let me get the... Can, can I get, get a black? A, can I get pour the, over dark roast, yeah, please? Give me that bean. Give me that sweet bean. That's all I need. <laughs> They've just been watching a lot of like French noir movies, and so uh-huh. they're like really obsessed with like really tiny cups in the morning. They're very adult in that kind of way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we is have, this episode uh, about coffee? No, we're doing the coffee episode eventually, though. So oh, okay. everybody, get your stories ready to call in and stuff like that. Today is uh, today is a theme park. Theme park episode right here on uh, on Banter Buddies, uh, the regional hometown theme park. So, um, yeah, our question of the week uh, here in Cuckoo Voicemail is, uh, what is your hometown theme park and what do they do best? I'm so excited, we- Neil, because this is one of two of the podcast episodes. I'd say this and more the recent ones where we had to cut a couple calls because we had so many and we didn't have we to like beg people to call in like we had to cut a bunch of calls so if you didn't get in i apologize it's not because yours was bad maybe it doubled up or something like that so call in next week but this was cool maybe it's because people are getting into the show maybe the question is right we were trying to figure out the best questions yes yeah so yeah i think uh you know that's how it goes we're just getting more popular we can't uh, we can't have everybody's call our shows already too long <laughs> you know so we gotta we gotta be careful here but yes thank you everybody who called in and you know, we we have uh, we encourage repeat callers. So yeah, like Brian said, if you didn't get on this week, well, we all have another another show in two weeks, so you can try try again. Um, but yeah, usually theme we parks. Talk, let's go. Yeah, usually we, we talk about like our um, sort of you know stuff for each of these prompts, like before we get into the calls. But our first caller is really going to help us out with some of that, and we we feel like we can uh, talk about uh, our experiences with our hometown parks as we go along through these calls. So if you're ready, Brian, with your permission, I'd love to just jump right in. Neil, permission granted, indeed. Let's go. Hey, Brian and Neil, this is Jeff Bachenauer from uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, As you guys know, our uh, hometown theme park here is Valley Fair. Um, And me personally, what I feel, uh, they do a few things right. Um, My biggest thing that I love the most is the season pass. It's a great deal. It includes parking, gives deals on food and other snacks, and also gives you some uh, discounts for certain uh, days of the season where they do a bring a friend day. So you can bring a friend at a discount over the regular ticket, uh, ticket price. 
But other than that, I'd say just adding the new rides over the years. Um, they've always been super cool. Um, personally, uh, my favorite, Renegade. But I hope you guys have a great day, and I uh, hope you hear about some really awesome theme parks in uh, other regions of the country. Thanks. Jeff, what's up? Kicking it off. Heck yeah. We got Valley Fair, everybody. That's... Uh... That's where it's at. He, uh, you know, Minnesotan right there calling in. That's where Brian and I grew up. It's where we live. And Valley Fair was where it was at, where it currently is at, you know, uh, you know, aside from it's all in, the pan- It's in Shakopee. Is it in Shakopee? I believe so. Yep. Shakopee, I just know it's Minnesota. South. South-ish. Mm-hmm. It's about like a 25-minute drive from Minneapolis. Yes. And um, this was the place. It's been around... Uh, for quite a while now, Valley Fair, and uh, it was definitely the. I think we. I think I mentioned it as a, like a school memory on a previous episode of like it was like the end of the year thing for like in middle school and high school where I went to where I went to you know grade school or whatever of like that was the end of the year party if you you know you, if you you know <laughs> didn't do something terrible throughout the rest of the year you got to go to Valley Fair and you know, um, fourth yeah. grade for me okay fourth grade. If you were a peer mediator, so it went K-4 was the school, but if you on the playground all year had helped people solve their issues, their problems, so that they did not fight and get a D-slip at the end of the year, (laughs) you went through all that volunteer work, you got to go to Valley Fair. Ah, fantastic. Yes, so uh, we love it there. Um, That's kind of where, you know, I feel like we both kind of grew up doing Doing, you know, getting on the roller coasters. It is, uh, you know, so Valley Fair opened uh, on the Wikipedia page here in 1976. What? And, uh, yep, opened way back. And it's currently owned by Cedar Fair, um, who own a lot of um, parks um, around uh, around the country, uh, like California, Great America, Carowinds in North Carolina, Cedar Point, King's Dominion, King's Island, Knott's Berry oh, Cedar Farm. Cedar Point, that's a big one. That's a yeah, big one. yeah, Knott's Berry Farm, World of Fun, Worlds of Fun. Uh, Michigan's Adventure. So those are all, and there's plenty more like Cedar Fair Park. So I, I Cedar Fair, I feel like is yeah, they're they're kind of like a a tier down, obviously from the Disney and the Universal. Those are you know we're not even talking about those today. But as far as I feel like Cedar Fair is like right there with like Six Flags or whatever. As far as like the regional parks of like they're all over the place, and you're kind of going to get a baseline of quality there. I don't think any of these places have like fallen apart or anything. I think they're they're pretty well kept, and like like our caller um, Jeff said that they do a good good job of having new attractions like every few years, like big rides and stuff like that too. So I feel like that's that's a good part about Valley Fair is it's not like oh it's this old place that we remember. It's like they're still kicking, they're still going strong. Yeah, they do something new all the time. I haven't been to Valley Fair in a long time. Um, is Renegade the old school wood one? It's the wooden one, yep. But it was actually okay. it says it was opened in, in two thousand seven. So interesting. I wonder if that was if it was like um, renovated or something like that because I feel like a it's new been around old one. Yeah, yeah. They just have a different feel. But Jeff's a season pass. Did you ever get a season pass at Valley Fair? I never had one. No, no. Yeah, I never, I never did either. I have a season pass. I'm, I'm a member at the Minnesota Zoo, but that's just because we go there all the time with my kids. But I feel like we will, we will get to Valley Fair level, right? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get there. there. They have like a water park there too, you know. So that's always fun. The built-in water park. It's like a. It's not like an extra charge, I don't think, but I feel like it's just like it, it, it's a, it's optional, right? If you want to you, you want to bring your suit and throw everything in the locker and do that, I think you can. So let's that's talk good. about the best thing Jeff's saying here yep. with the membership: the bring a friend day, right? Because cool. your kid, your kid is gonna have that friend that you don't like, right? And you don't want to mm-hmm. pay full price for that kid. No right? way! No way! So no now. Him. 
Valley Fair softens the blow by offering the bring a friend day. You know what I mean? So then you don't feel so bad and you can put it put up with all the shenanigans and stuff like that. You know? Exactly. And then, and then also they might be gaining a new uh you know, a new customer down the line, right? You get get someone in there who maybe wasn't gonna come at full price or something like that, and then boom. They're in there and then they go home and tell their parents about Valley Fair or whatever. So I went one uh, time to Valley Scare. Ooh. Get it, Neil? Yeah. It. It's Halloween time. You know I, I love mean? the name. I love it. Um, and uh, it's legit scary. I already don't like scary stuff, but it was scary. It messed me up. I went, I think, did we go in college? I don't know. I went in college sometimes. I never it went. Was, I don't think you and I have ever been here together. We got to change that. We got to go. We got to go on the corkscrew. Let's go first thing on the corkscrew, and then I'll. I'll just vomit and get it over with. You know? Now, is Valley Scare, it's just essentially, do they set up haunted houses or do they just have like um, scare actors kind of like walking around? I don't remember. I think both. <laughs> yeah, probably both. They probably have one haunted house that they set up like in the parking lot or somewhere else where they have a lot of space and you can walk through it or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just, say, of I just ate a lot of French fries. <laughs> but yeah, Valley Fair was our spot. Um, also, I don't, I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast, but I was on a roller coaster marathon in uh, in high school or just after high school. I'm at, so happy uh, you're talking about this. This ride. is the number one. This is the only yeah. reason for this episode. <laughs> yeah. So um, there was a big, big steel roller coaster opened in 1996 called Wild Thing. And um, yeah, it's it's still the tallest roller coaster at Valley Fair. Still a really an awesome ride. And uh, when I was 18, just after graduating high school, uh, I uh, applied to be in a roller coaster marathon put on by the local uh, top 40 station KDWB. And uh, I was KDWB. <laughs> I was selected to uh, be on there as one of like 36 people and made it pretty far. It was a really cool experience. One of the, one of my favorite experiences of my life. It was just so weird and it was so ridiculous. But I love roller coasters, and yeah, I got to be on there for multiple days. I rode it actually over seven hundred and fifty days. They had, or seven hundred fifty times. They had a counter going on there, so I can't remember how many days it was. I think it was like three days, maybe something like that. And um, wait, it was three full days. I thought it was two. Yeah, yeah. No, it was either two or three days. Maybe it was two days, Whoa. three nights. But it was enough days to ride seven hundred fifty times. And uh, got kicked off. The only way you could leave is, uh, you know, if you just like quit. Hey, I'm out of here. I'm done with the contest. The winner gets a, a new car, by the way. And um, it was like you, one of the the hamster. No, wasn't it a Kia? It was. was um, it? it was a Scion. A Scion. Toyota Scion. Scion. Yep. So um, yeah, and uh, you know, but uh, yeah, you could either, or if you vomited, <laughs> if you got sick, you had to leave. So people were kind of dropping out, and then there was like kind of a core group of us who was staying around and. They kind of changed up the rules later on, which, you know, I'm not salty about. I did sign a document that said they could do that. Neil, uh, they, I've heard this story so many times. You're salty. It's okay. I, it's no, okay. I just always, like, want to apologize. <laughs> like, I'm ta- I am saying they changed the rules because this was not part of the rules when we started. But it got down to the point where they had to start cutting people. So they uh, they put us on different rides to try and get us to puke and that kind of stuff. And that didn't work. And so then they changed to Survivor-style uh, vote someone off. And so uh, I, I was voted off by the rest of the people on there. But uh, the story has a happy ending. And that is I was actually on the roller coaster with, um, with a friend from – from from high school and she ended up going on to win the car so uh we were kind of a team it wasn't like teams wait of is that carly yeah it's my friend carly and, and, and it's, it wasn't like it wasn't like uh you know greatest raider what's it called uh, the race show or whatever where you, you're on there with a teammate or something it's it was just a coincidence that we both made it <laughs> we both like applied you and both got called in. in and you got yeah it. yeah exactly so but i'm glad she won it it was a really great experience and uh I, i'll never forget that kind of stuff so 
Good times, wild thing. Went way too long Neil, in Valley Fair, but that no, was our spot. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. I'm so happy you said that. I you told me this story right off the bat. I think freshman orientation. Yeah, yeah. Because you just shared that, like that story because it, it happened yeah. that summer, senior year. It just had happened. You shared that story, and I was like, "Wow, this guy's gonna be my friend <laughs> forever." And now we're just like, I think the craziest thing is not the riding the roller coaster that many times. It's that they just chucked you a blanket. And so, and you just had to sleep in the car. Yeah. Right. So you're yeah. dressed for the heat of noon of the daytime of the summer. You're not dressed for the winter. You didn't get to pack anything. They're just like you're sleeping in the car, and that's the coolest part of the story. Right. You slept on the roller coaster. Yeah, we slept on the roller coaster in the car, like in the. It wasn't moving. It was just in like the little parking spot where you, you know, in the load unload area. And yeah, that is kind of weird to think back. Like I didn't bring anything. Like I didn't have. I don't even think I had like a toothbrush, right? I think I'm pretty sure I didn't have any of that stuff. No, uh, you just show up. You, you just, just show up, up and they feed you. They just fed us park food and then you oh, sleep gross, here. And it's just like, yeah, but again, I was 18. I was like, yeah, I'll do anything. I don't care. I don't have, you know, I don't have a, more of a life. Like, this is fine. Like, it's amazing. So that was really fun. Thanks to Jeff for calling in. I'm sure we'll talk more about some of our memories of Valley Fair and other things across the rest of these calls. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna put these next two callers together here, so we're gonna do two calls back to back because uh, they both uh, are talking about a very legendary uh, theme park. So let's listen to these two. Hi Brian and Neil, this is Wendy, longtime listener, uh, but obviously not the same Wendy that you've mentioned on the show. Uh, my local amusement park as a kid was Action Park in Vernon, New Jersey, and what they did best was make rides where you could get. Con- get to control some of the action. They had water slides and go-karts, and there was the lovely alpine slides, stuff like that. It was tons of fun, but also pretty darn dangerous, and lots of people got hurt. There's there's even a documentary about it called Class Action Park. Uh, anyway, it's awesome fun. It's called Mountain Creek now, and it's a lot safer. Last time I went there was when my son was about eight and and he threw up in the wave pool so good times bye hey guys my name is brian i'm from west milford new jersey and my regional theme park at least when it was open was jungle habitat which was known for letting wild animals free and people getting attacked Uh, but if we're going to talk currently open the next closest is mountain creek in vernon new jersey which used to be Action Park, which was known for lax safety regulations and more lawsuits. Have a great day, guys. Whoa. Action Park. Action Park. Wendy and Brian, obviously not the same Wendy that we talk about all the time, obviously. She said so, so it has to be true. It has to be true. The, the Wendy would never lie. So <laughs> Action Park. Okay, first of all, okay, wait. Let's do a quick thing. I've never heard about this jungle habitat. That's nuts. What is going on in New Jersey? Right. This is the New Jersey Tiger King or something like that, right? Like uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm picturing. Oh man. Like I wonder I bet people are thinking like, oh man, it was like a puma or it was like a tiger or something like that. It probably was just like a crazy bird or something like that that could like <laughs> had cr- talons or something like that. Who knows? Oh, Who knows? All right, let's get into action. Action. 
City. Action Park is is uh, is very well known. I feel like uh, even even if you're not like a theme park nerd or whatever, because yeah, there's been lots of um, uh, there's a recent documentary that you can watch um, as Wendy mentioned on HBO Max. I, I watched it like uh, a few months ago. It's 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 wonderful, kind of telling the whole story of um, of Action Park, aka Class Action Park. And uh, yeah, there's lots of lots of history here with uh, with this park just basically being one of the first places, like she said, where they let the they let the crowd and the and the guests really control some of the uh, act as the action here. So like they had like the Alpine slide, like she mentioned, was sort of like a luge like type of thing where you were on this little sled, but it had like a little joystick that you could control your sort of speed and the brakes didn't really work and you could steer and stuff like that and people go flying out and all this stuff. So lots of people getting hurt and unfortunately dying at Class Action Park. I think the wave pool claimed a few people there. Um, but, yeah, it's basically just known for being this off-the-wall place in the 70s before, you know, there was so much restrictions around all this type of stuff and all the things you could get away from there and go there and really just, like, let loose. And there wasn't all – again, this was just pre, you know, pre-everybody worrying, <laughs> pre-safety, I guess, in a way, which seems wild now. But back in the time, that's just what people did, I guess. Yes, I don't know. It sounded it sound pretty pretty wild. Uh, I've been on. Did you ever go to that uh, that place up by Taylor's Falls? There was like a. No. Anyways, I've been on one of those like it's a concrete luge basically, and you're on those carts. Mm. And I was on yep, the safest, exactly. safe version of one of those things, <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> like, I I never would ride those things again. And I can't, I can't even imagine being on one where it's like you just can go rogue down those. They're so fast. They're wild. You flip. You're just like face planting in concrete. Wow, yeah. that documentary is nuts. And you think it's fake, but it's very real. Yeah, it's it's for real and uh, very legendary, and um, you know it's funny. There's like a lot of people, like a lot of sort of like famous people, because uh, yeah, Action Park is sort of close to New York City in, in, in a lot of ways. You get there over there in Vernon, New Jersey, pretty quick. So I think that was why I was put there. But um, I think like Jimmy Kimmel went there, and there's all these like celebrities, like oh yeah, I remember I remember that spot, and uh, also famously um, Johnny Knoxville of, of Jackass fame um, uh, made a, made a film, a, a fictional movie, but it was inspired by. Um, a shorter documentary about um, Action Park called The Most Insane Amusement Park Ever. And he made a movie called Action Point in 2018. Um, <laughs> I never really heard of this, of this movie. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, so there's lots, of, there's lots of stuff in culture about this place. And, you know, it's, it sounded just wild. But definitely need to check out uh, Class Action Park on HBO Max um to to learn more about this uh wild wild place <laughs> oh and before we roll on um jungle habitat park yeah uh was a bear and tigers <laughs> that we're talking about not oh some gosh. small bird so uh, that's amazing could keep them big out there and uh, jo- <laughs> jungle park this is so fun this is so fun <laughs> this stuff's wild brian wendy thanks for calling in Hey, Brian and Neil. This is your friend Flip from Maine. Um, we have a few different theme parks in the area where I live, um, but I really, I'm going to go a little bit off script here and talk about the miniature golf scene in southern Maine. There's a bunch of tiny little miniature golf places, and they're fantastic. In fact, I just drove past one the other week that had giant dinosaurs in it that I can't wait to go check out. Um, really loving your show. 
you guys are doing a great job. And, hey, if you ever come to Maine, you know, great shout-out for Portland and Bangor, Maine, and Acadia National Park last episode, hit me up. I will give you the personal tour because when you go to a state, it's always better to have a native show you around so I can show you all the best places to go. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Anyway, thanks for the great show. Keep it up and stay safe. Heck, yeah. There we go. Flip from Maine. Uh, repeat caller, you guys. Dreams really do come true. You can you can call in multiple times here on this podcast. Coming back in. Miniature golf scene. That's what we like to hear. The scene. You know what I mean? It's not great. just like, hey, there's one. It's like we're we're doing it. We're doing it as a grouping. Yeah, this is uh, very synergistic. Last week we were um, uh, on Puttcast, or two weeks ago we were on Puttcast with our friends, and um, you know we just put out the putt putt butt butt, uh, you know, single and stuff like that. So it's great. Um, we got lots of we got lots of mini golf content. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's uh, you know adjacent to the theme park. Uh, experience right some you hey valley fair i think even has a has a mini golf course right there too right so you know a lot of um theme parks have a mini golf element but yeah i just googled area main mini golf and i think maybe the place he was talking about is called raptor falls mini golf and ice cream Ooh. that sounds fun that sounds like the dino <laughs> the dino one they were talking about and then yeah there's mini also- golf and ice cream because the huge giant structure you <laughs> built of mini golf that everybody's coming for is just not enough you got to talk about the ice cream too you got to feed it. Make some more money that way. It sounds nice. You can putt with one hand and eat your ice cream with the other. Um, Neil, by looking at the pictures here, do you think this is going to be the next HBO Max documentary? It's going to be like <laughs> the Southern Maine miniature golf scene, just like Action Park? Yeah, we just need a little bit of uh, controversy involved here, right? We need some we need some drama to happen. Maybe there can be, uh, I don't know, there needs to be something that's happening. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe the ice cream is uh, giving people superpowers or something like that, like... There needs to be something else here, but maybe maybe not. Maybe there's just like a really uh, eccentric uh, community of people who just love going to all these spots, and there's a whole story just based on you know the the, the mini golf scene just alone. Maybe, maybe so. I think that I'd, I'd watch that. I'm just saying I don't know if it has the you know all the necessary. If you want, you're talking HBO Max <laughs> documentary. That's true. Here. That's might, true. It's not just HBO. Some more. It's right. HBO Max. It's like going Max. there. Am I to saying it right? Is it Action Park or is it Action City? Uh, it, it was it was Action Park. Yep, that's what it was called. Okay, I think Action City is in Wisconsin. That's in Eau Claire. Yeah, that's in Eau Claire or whatever. Eau Claire, and that's the place that we DJ'd that, and we played it for the senior all night party. I think they also have mini golf right there. So yeah. Oh yeah. It's like an indoor outdoor place, like right on the highway. Okay. 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 All right, mini golf scene. It's gonna be rolling. Maine. Gonna so you're gonna go to Maine. Maybe maybe I'll be with you. Maybe be with your family. You can hang out with Flip and and, and hit up the Let's scene go. there. He's gonna. He's I gonna thought show I was gonna class. go check out some moose, but I'm not. I'm gonna go play putt putt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're still learning all the things, all the ways of Maine. All right, thank you, Flip, for calling in. Love love hearing from you. Enjoy enjoy the golf. Hi, my name is Annabelle, and I'm from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, and my a regional theme park that I go to is Kennywood. And last summer when I went to Kennywood, I rode a kind of scary roller coaster. Okay, bye. Oh, what's up, Annabelle? Oh, oh, that was, oh. That was a good bye. That was a good bye. Perfect that was long. Bye. Perfect bye. Yeah, that was, um, you know, Annabelle's basically the third host of this show, wouldn't you say? Or she's like a producer or something like that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, I've been waiting for somebody to call in here 
and talk about how roller coasters are scary. Okay. <laughs> yep. Let's get into it. I've been a little timid here. I didn't want to come out with it at the top and uh, turn some listeners off. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. if I'm going to go to a theme park, you know, I'm not going to really ride the rides. I'm going to. Um, I like the. I like the atmosphere. I like the shows. I'm hoping that there's going to be a band. Um, if you have some kind of like 3D adventure where it's like, hey, this is a something you sit in your chair. I'm going to watch that. That's what's up. <laughs> I've been like that since I've been like 15. <laughs> yeah, Brian's not good at uh, motion and uh, his belly is having a hard time sometimes or you just get a little dizzy. You know, you got the you got the drama mean on the on the airplane flights and all that stuff. So I'm sorry, sorry to hear that it's always been uh, an affliction for you. But hey, like you said, that's one of the beautiful things about, uh, you know, theme parks and stuff, especially some of the nicer ones is, you know, it's not all just about thrills and, you know, trying to jostle you around and make you go fast. There's there's shows, there's parades, there's characters, there's food, there's all sorts of different things that, uh, you know, maybe there's just a pool, there's a water park, there's mini golf, right? There's so many other offerings. So hopefully there's something for you. But yeah, obviously these places are a little bit more fun if you like the thrills. Most of them are built around that kind of idea, but it's okay, Brandon. But yeah, I'm Especially now that uh, now you have you know you got kids and stuff, you got you're gonna be bringing them there. You're gonna have to go, but you're just gonna be chilling on the bench. You're gonna be like, no. "Yep, you guys go. I'm hanging here. I'll, I'll be right here when you're done." <laughs> yep, I'm gonna be like, "Hey guys, I'll hold the coats. I don't care. I'm down with that. I will I'll hold, the, hold coats. the coats. I'm here for that. I'm here for that." Yeah, totally. So uh, yeah, Kennywood, and I've heard a lot about Kennywood. It's been around for a long time. I'm on the Wikipedia. It says it opened in 1899. Kennywood has been around for town. a minute. That's one of the one of the classics. One of the very one of the very beginning ones, and it's still around. It's uh, yep, just outside of uh, Pittsburgh, and looks pretty cool. They're still kicking. They what do some... they do in 1899? Like put you on a horse and hit it? <laughs> and say yeah. good luck. Yeah, it just says, yeah, a tree-filled portion of a farm owned by Anthony Kenny, known as Kenny's Groves, overlooking the Mongolahara River near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It was a popular picnic spot for local residents since the American Civil War. <laughs> so cool. So then a banker just owned, bought the spot and said they you know, leased the land in order to create a trolley park at the end of their line. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. how it goes. And these places just I keep evolving, it. and it's just a big park where people have fun. And it's like, oh, yeah, now that's a theme park. Let's go. Let's keep building it. So someday I hope to go to Ken- uh, Kennywood. And uh, ride the sky roller coasters while Brian holds my coat. Hey, I'm down. I'm totally down to go with. I love going to all different places as yeah. long as I don't get. Here's as long as people know that I'll ride one. Right when we went to Harry Potter World, I was you like, I'll it. do yeah. one. And yep. then it was for some reason our people that have been there with us before didn't tell me like, hey, this is the worst <laughs> one to go on. <laughs> But I still yeah. went, whatever. Oh, no, you're you know not a I mean? party pooper. You're down to go. You're always down to do the thing, whatever it is. But you, once you're there, you know where your limits are. It's all it's all good. You're, you're not a party pooper, Brian. Don't worry. As long as people just don't do the shame me before every ride, right? <laughs> They're going to go, and I said, I'm going to sit this one out. And they yep. take five minutes to be like, it's all oh, good. but Brian, but <laughs> Brian, if you do that, I'm going to the gift shop. Peace. Uh, I'm out. But I'll trying. sit there, and I'll take your picture. Come on. Let me that's go. Great. Yep. I'll cheer yep. you on. I love it. You're a good sport about it. That's cool. But let's go, Neil. Let's go to some of these spots. I'm in. We have to. That's one of the reasons we're doing this show is to learn areas once we get back to touring that we can take a little detour and and go experience. Um, All right. Let's see see what this next caller has to say. Hey, it's Kristen calling from Ringo, Alaska again. Um, I heard you guys were talking about theme parks, and I could not pass up 
a chance to tell you guys about Emerald Point theme park. And it's in North Carolina. It's about an hour from where I grew up. Um, it's located in Greensboro or just near Greensboro, I think. And it, it is a water park, which I think makes it special in itself. But to me, so it has, like, you know, the lazy rivers and the water slides and all was this massive wave pool that they had. And the wave pool itself was kind of shaped like a capital T. And so the waves would start like at the base of the T and work up. That theme park was really awesome. Also, our kids are just loving your new music, um, specifically the Putt-Putt song. And so now when my two-year-old wants to hear it, he just starts yelling, but, but, yeah, it's a great uh, signal that he wants to watch the Putt-Putt-Putt song. So, through the new music, and I uh, hope you guys are doing great. All right, Kristen, thanks for calling in. Alaska again. Oh man, I think what I think I'm looking up is Emerald Point. It's called Wet and yes, Wild now. Wet and Wild, which is a which is like a chain that's kind of like the Cedar the Cedar Fair, or whatever it was called. But uh, this thing is this everywhere. place is huge, and I'm so happy. I'm happy that um, she brought up water parks because I've got um, I get picky about some water parks. Neil, you? <laughs> yeah, I mean I dig them. I like them in theory, but. It's really tough. It's one of the reasons, actually, I'm considering LASIK someday, Brian, here, is a place like a water park is really tough for glasses wearers. I mean, you, you get the contacts. Maybe that's the way to go. But it's really hard to be, like, flipping on the, the glasses and taking them off and squinting all over, you know. So I love a wave pool. I love a lazy river. I like water slides. I like all that stuff. But it's just kind of harder when you when you have the, when you got to rock the glasses all the time. So Neil, if you're gonna get LASIK for one day at a water park, <laughs> water park at like Noah's Ark one or something day. like that, at yeah, uh, Wisconsin it's, worth it. Dells, it's worth it to me. Please just get contacts. That's all you need. You do not need to get LASIK. Please yeah. just get it. do yeah, not put a laser in your eye. Oh man, That's I, scary. I, I, would, I would. This is just one of the reasons I would maybe get LASIK, okay. though, Brian. But don't worry. Think I'll about wear, just I'll, getting contacts. Think about getting contacts. I think I'll you'll st- enjoy them. I'll still wear glasses on stage for you, so you know who I am. Okay, okay. Even if they're fake. Okay, but getting That's down right. to the wave pool now. Mm-hmm. A wave pool is so important because yes. I got. I was. I was fortunate enough to go to Disney World as a kid, and we went to uh, Typhoon Lagoon. Ooh. And Typhoon Lagoon has the most gnarly wave pool. It happens yeah. like once every hour. A giant horn, like she's talking about, <laughs> a giant horn goes like, yes, yes. And this one epic wave happens. One, not ten, <laughs> right? And I've yeah. been to other things, like I've been to Blizzard Beach lately. I've been to some other things, and it's a bob pool, right? Just like some waves, and it's like, no, I want to get crushed. By water, <laughs> one time I want to wait for it, right? Yeah. If it's not a giant wave pool, there's just have it be a pool. Don't mess with the tide. That's, That's right. what I got to say about this, and I, I think Kristen this. agrees with me. Yeah, you got to simulate that uh, simulate that ocean, and yeah, it's uh, Typhoon Lagoon still is one of the largest uh, wave pools. Um, in the country so um, that's still a huge one and yeah wave pools are very fun and yeah I, I love those and I, like I said I love the lazy river I, I love everything about it I don't think I've ever been to a wet and wild place so Greensboro North Carolina we gotta check the, it out one yeah. of the attractions they have I love this it's, it's called Dr. Von Dark's Tunnel of Terror it's a enclo- enclosed funnel tube slide <laughs> wait so you're going through it and then it it flips you 
I, or I don't know. It says enclosed funnel tube slide, so I don't really know. The tar- I think it's just a dark, you know, I think it's just pitch black. I know, doctor. but the funnel makes me think of one of those things where you, like, go in and you go around and yeah. around until you drop down the middle, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's dark in there? That's probably right. That's probably right. <laughs> or maybe that's the beginning, and then once you go through, it's all dark. But that's a cool name. I like that one. Um, all right. I like yeah. she's talking about, though, the T. Right, I'm. Yeah. I'm trying. I haven't looked it up. I'm trying to envision. I think like this. You can get up really close in the front, and then it like tees out. Probably spans out, so the wave is really intense at the top. There's probably like twelve lifeguards up there, right? And then it kind of <laughs> like probably trickles out. It's like casual, but yeah. Or you could like as a as a guest, you could like sort of you know be strategic about where you are in the pool based based on how intense you want it to be, right? There's probably like different different areas where like the tee is more effective or something like that. Um, but yeah, always good to get a call uh, from Alaska. Someday we'll get up there. All we right, gotta next. get up there. Thanks for liking putt putt butt butt. I know Ooh. a lot of uh, we've gotten a lot of comments that teachers aren't gonna play it because it says the word butt, <laughs> and I just don't. I guess I'm not an elementary school teacher, so I don't. All I can do is laugh at that. But I, I'm like, that's the line we're drawing here. Like not we only- said the word butt. We're, no. You got everything else going right, but you won't play the song because it says the word "butt." Not only does it say "butt," it also says "bottom." Oh yeah, bottom. Bottom's better than "butt." I think that's like that's the problem is like you can have one or the other, but if you say "butt" and "bottom" in the same song, then it's 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 banned. Do you think that? Uh, yeah. Do you think that's what that's the kicker? They're yeah, just I think it's the it? double. You just can't do both. You know, pick one or the other, and we cross the line. So it's something to remember for our next songs. I love it, but but. Loving it. All right, thanks for calling in. What's up, Neil and Brian? This is Mr. Dunlow from Virginia. And closest, most awesome theme park to me in my area is Busch Gardens Williamsburg. And I've been going there since I was a kid. And the coolest thing about it is it's sort of laid out as a tribute to Europe with different sections of the park. And so everything from the rides to the food are thematically organized. Geography is a little off base. Like some of the parking lots labeled as countries or next to countries where it doesn't make any sense. Uh, French Canada is right next to actual France. So that created some confusion for me as a child. But it, it's great. I like to hang out in the smokehouse in French Canada. Lots of nicely just prepared meats. You know, you can get a nice platter with some brisket, some chicken, things like that. The rides are cool too, but yeah, it's it's nice because there's not too much commercialization and tie-ins and stuff like that. There's a nice Sesame Street section for the kids, but yeah, it's just been going there forever and they keep it nicely updated. Uh, it's not too crowded on a regular basis in terms of the walking areas. Just kind of nicely stroll around. Lines are never too long, like max 45 minutes. But on a cloudy day, you can just recycle yourself through the roller coasters and stuff. So it's just a lot of fun. I think it's somewhat of a big-name park, yet because we're in a pretty neutral, not tourist-heavy state, it's not overcrowded, so it's a moderate diamond in the rough. And, yeah, it's just a lot of fun, and I basically grew up there. We have King's Dominion not too far away, but that's a little more crowded with longer lines. It just sort of just feels like a hot concrete jungle to some degree. 
But, yeah, Bush Gardens Williamsburg is my choice. If you guys are ever in the area, swing through and check it out. I think y'all would love it. All right, congrats on the new album. Peace. Fantastic. Oh, my Mr. gosh. Mr. Dunlow finally calling in. Took about two years. Let's go, buddy. I've, uh, I've heard a lot about this place, Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Again, Bush Gardens, one of those... I think kind of you know middle middle top tiers along with the Six Flags and the Cedar Cedar Fairs of the world, um, but yeah, this is a popular East Coast spot with the roller coasters and and all that stuff. Looks like it's uh, still going strong, so I like it. I like it. I like hearing about all these different places. It's going strong. It has a uh, I I didn't know fully what it was, but I know about Sesame Street world it's like the spot that has it i just want to go take a picture with gonger that's it i just <laughs> gonger's my favorite of the sesame street characters he runs a food truck with cookie monster and he's just a great chef so do you I, think I gonger go is, a, is there do you think do you think gonger is you know uh, you know sort of transcended the the show and is now i don't know he's available? pretty mild he's pretty mild character maybe I at least could get like a gonger hat or something like that you know all right I, i'm again i'm looking it up sesame street forest of fun there's four attractions here, so yeah, it's kind of in this wooded area. I think the whole park is kind of near in the like forest a little bit. Burden Ernie's Lock Adventure, like uh, like Loch Ness, uh, a flat wait, flume like, ride. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, it's a flat flume ride with water effects. Oscar's Whirly Worms, a rockin' spinning rockin' tug ride. Uh, Prince Elmo's Spire, a family friendly spot shot and drop drop tower ride. And Grover's Alpine Express, a Zier family roller coaster standing 24 feet tall. <laughs> Whoa. So, I mean, Grover can handle the heights. Grover is also, yes. um, not a, they're not the same person, uh-huh. um, but uh, there's this other person on the show called Super Grover. So, um, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not the same person. Grover told us that. So Yeah, um, more brave. Yeah, so maybe the Super Grover roller coaster would be, you know, a little taller. But uh, yeah, this is great. I mean, uh, they have uh, like I like the the world. Uh, you know, I just got back from Epcot, and I feel like that's you know a lot where this comes from is this whole you know sort of world showcase type of thing. Looks like they have Ireland, Italy, uh, Germany, and uh, yeah, they have, they have multiple Germany sections, and then France and French Can- French Canada. So. Um, yeah, I like that. I think you know uh, Canada and France right next to each yeah. other. That makes sense. It messes up your brain. But if we're going in for the ultimate reason about a place is like the ride lines aren't too long. End of story. Mm, that can perfect. that makes it all. It makes it all worth it. That's huge. You don't want to wait in lines all day, especially when it's all hot in the summer and all that stuff. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I've also heard of, he, he shot out King's Dominion, Podcast the Ride, my favorite theme park podcast, recently did an uh, episode about King's Dominion. So I know a little bit more about that one. Uh, but it's good that you have uh, you have options, right? Uh, it's a little too busy over here. We're going here. Oh, we were just at that last one. We're going over here instead. So that's good that you have uh, some different uh, different spots you might be able to go to. So. Yeah, good. Good to hear from uh, Mr. Dunlow. Calling Mr. In. Dunlow must be a All teacher right. or something like that. He's just using his teacher name or his, his very official. He's either very official or a teacher. Well, uh, something like that. One of those <laughs> is true. I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, next Kala. Hi, Brian and Neil. Uh, this is Kia calling from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Um, my closest and you know hometown amusement park is Hershey Park. Um, and it's one that my family goes to each and every single year, especially over the summer. They are, of course, best known for their chocolate, Hershey's chocolate. 
and Chocolate World. And Chocolate World has a ride, and once you ride it, you get a candy bar at the end. And the kids, my kids always have enjoyed that. Um, and they also have a food court, and you can get some really cool milkshakes, like a Kit Kat milkshake, a bunch of other different kinds of cool milkshakes. And their park features 15 roller coasters. Uh, my personal favorite has always been the Storm Runner. I like that it goes, it shoots you from zero to 72 miles per hour within just over two seconds. And you don't ever know when it's going to happen. So it's kind of a surprise. And people outside the roller coaster are always waiting and watching for everyone to scream whenever it shoots you off. Um, and they have the claw, which is like a giant swinging claw that swings you super high up in the sky like a swing. Um, that's always been a personal favorite of ours. And then they have their water park, um, which has been built in more recent years. And it features a giant wave pool and has a lazy river. You can take inner tubes down. And... Um, then they even have something called the Tidal Force, and that's if you want to get absolutely drenched, even with your clothes or in your bathing suit, either or. You can ride it in regular clothes and get totally soaked. And you can also stand on a bridge and watch people going on the Tidal Force and get sprayed from the water as they come flying down. So you can do either. So if you're ever in the area or shooting any videos, you should definitely try out Hershey Park get some Hershey's chocolate, and uh, get on all the roller coasters if you're into that. And, and go during the summer months so that you can experience the water park as well. And that is in Hershey, Pennsylvania, right outside of Harrisburg. So thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to call in and keep doing what you're doing. My 18-month-old son, Daxton, um, Loves you guys, and same with my both my daughters, Sophia, age six, and Hayden, age nine. So thank you guys. Bye. All right, we got Kia right there. Shout out Kia. Shout out Jackson, Sophia, Hayden. Oh my gosh, Hershey Park fans right here, Brian. Wow, a legit fan here. Now we've heard <laughs> about Hershey Park. Oh yeah, so much. And here's what people tell us: Oh my gosh, you should check out Hershey Park. It's so fun. Oh, what is it? Is it like chocolate? Yes, it's like chocolate, and it's fun. Okay, bye, and that's it. <laughs> but this finally explains it. Yes. I mean, if you're gonna make Hershey Park, you get a chocolate bar after you get off of a ride. I mean, genius. That you don't even you don't even need any incentive for a bit. Hey, would you like to ride a ride? Yeah, cool. It's, what is it? It's a ride. It's fun. Sweet. Okay. Why do you need? It? Oh, and then but you gotta you have to add. It's like an incentive on top of an incentive. It's like it's like would you like pizza? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you get ice cream afterwards. Sure, I guess I'll eat this pizza. Yep. You know yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. It's so, it's, that's uh, so fun. It, yeah. It's already incentivizing something that you should really be excited about, but uh, maybe maybe the you know ride maybe a little scary. Maybe the kids need a little little boost, or hey, just anybody. Maybe they just need to uh, you know they're, they're trying to juice up the you know attendance on that one attraction. You know, move the crowds around the park a little bit. Some logistics there for you. I wonder um, if that is the best job there is handing out the chocolate <laughs> bar at the end of yes. it, yes, or if yes. that's the worst job because it's always melting. 
right? Oh, yeah, it does sound messy. I'm sure they've figured out a system over the years. This place opened 114 years ago in 1906. So <laughs> I'm sure they figured it out over time. Now, Maybe a cooler. It was built I don't know. because it was the Hershey family built it, right? Like it's like, hey, we are this chocolate company, right? Yeah, it was founded in 1906 by Milton S. Hershey as a leisure park for employees of the Hershey Chocolate Company. It was for only employees. I should have <laughs> named one of my kids Milton. I should have. <laughs> Milton, Milton Bradley. I, like I should have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Milton Atchison. Nah, it's kind of a mouthful. But um, Oh, wow. Yeah, I definitely got to go here. For employees only. That's, that's cool. Yep, it looks like then it opened out to the public in uh, 1923 when they had their first uh, roller coaster. So, <laughs> been here for a while. Definitely got to get over here. I love, uh, you know, I love this. I love that they have, uh, they also have like really fun like mascot characters, like walk around mascot like candy bars, which I think look pretty ridiculous. I like those. Um, and yeah, the rides, like she said, she just kept going. I mean, you know, Kia likes a lot of this, um, you know, a lot of this park. She just, you know, it's just kept going because there's so many amazing things here. Again, we got the wave pool happening here, right? You got to have the wave pool. We got the, the, the amazing thrill rides, uh, the chocolate. Come on. It's, it's, it's got a lot of things here. I wonder if they have the, the mini golf as well. Probably, probably so, I would think. Okay, here's what I want to know, though. This is a great spot. To like introduce some wild candy bar flavors, like oh, hey, you want to try yes. like you want to try like blueberry melon chocolate or something that would make people say no. But if you're getting it as you're getting off a ride, and then you're like, what do you think of that? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I'm wondering if you can get some really obscure stuff here. You know? Yeah, it's a test market ground right there, and you can maybe tell how much people like it by like looking in the garbage, like the next garbage can or whatever, see if people just tossed it or if they're like if they actually ate it, you know, something like that. So, so yeah, try out some new flavors. And I will park. say that I really I like when a theme park has a water park with it. It makes sense, uh-huh. right? Hey, that makes sense. But the thing I don't like as a as a patron is when somebody went to the water park. And then your seat is wet on the roller coaster because <laughs> they didn't use yes, a towel. That's right. <laughs> then you get a wet butt. You get the double butt. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's trouble. But it's yeah, trouble. It's, it trouble. makes a lot of sense. It's hot. You got to have the you got to the water park there as well. Split mixes up the day too. All right, we got Kia, one more. Thanks call. for calling. Wait, but hey, Travis hasn't called in yet. Oh well, maybe, maybe this last one's him. Let's let's see. It's probably not, but maybe it is. All right, let's check. Hey guys, Travis from Riverside, California again. A local amusement park in Riverside, the famous Castle Park. Castle Park. Uh, it's part amusement park, part miniature golf course. The amusement park, you can sort of keep it. It's sort of like if a state fair just set up shop. They have a UFO that spins really fast. They have the standard Viking ship that goes back and forth. A little seedy nowadays. I don't really go there. But their miniature golf course is legendary. Like, it doesn't make sense compared to the rides component. Like, they spent 90% of their budget on the miniature golf and 10% on the rides. But still, hometown pride in Castle Park in Riverside, California. Uh, really quick, guys. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry about that. Uh, pretty excited here. Disneyland just opened back up and uh, got tickets. Like I've, I've said in the past, I was a pass holder for 20 years. Haven't gone about a year and a half. Heading to Disneyland next week. Super stoked. Really excited because my daughter, who's one, has never been. 
and my son just hit the 42-inch mark height-wise, which, as you know, just unleashes most of the rides for him, so really excited. Um, and I wanted to – I remember last time when I saw you guys play in Anaheim, uh, you guys post on Instagram, you saw – went to Club 33 like a couple days later. Super jealous. Never been to Club 33. I was wondering if you guys could tell me what that experience was like. And also, last thing uh, – sorry, I'm a little distracted here. I'm driving while I'm, I'm calling you guys. Uh, concept album idea. Disneyland. You guys did Panera Bread. What about a concept album about just going to Disneyland for a day? You could do a song about churros, a song about activities while in the queue, uh, ponchos on Splash Mountain, lame or necessary. Just spitballing here. I know they're pretty tight with their copyright, Disneyland, but I think you'd be fine if you just talked about going to Disneyland as long as you didn't sing, like, you know, Grim Grinning Ghosts or anything like that. So uh, thanks, guys, so much, and bye. Yeah. All right. So Travis is get, Annabelle. Did you hear the how long Travis went? He's trying to give you. A, he's trying to steal your spotlight. Gosh, he's trying Travis. to come. He's trying to come for the crown right there. So you got you got to battle back. But wow, yeah. I was getting worried that Travis wouldn't be on this podcast. But just under just in the nick of time, he comes through. Called in. Yeah, flustered, but he did it even in his car. You know what I mean? It's all good. You got turn signal traffic. Now, do you think as a theme park person, right, Neil? I would say you're a theme mm-hmm, park person. Mm-hmm. Um. When your child is born, you know, people say like, oh, when they walk, when they learn how to talk, when they, you know, their first day of school, whatever. But if you're a theme park person, you're like, I can't wait till they grow to be 42 inches tall. Right. Do you think they've been do you think Travis has been like training his kid to like jump and stand up taller and have great posture just so he hits that mark faster what do you think yeah you have to you have to try to get to that point as soon as possible i I believe and and again there's probably like tiers of this so it's like all right my 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 kid is now pirates of the caribbean old or uh now hey my uh, how old your kid you say caribbean yeah Is is it caribbean or caribbean I say Caribbean, but I don't know which way is correct. Sorry. Okay. 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 okay <laughs> you know, okay. or it's like, hey, how old's your kid? My kid's too. It's like, uh, my kid's Space Mountain old. I don't know. He can ride Space Mountain now. I, I don't know. So uh, yeah, that's like tears of that, where it's like, yeah, but I guess forty-two inches is is the time. That's what you're just hoping for that that whole time, just to get to that get to that spot. On my trip uh, recently, I, I did see a couple kids trying to trying to get up to the you know so their head touches that. <laughs> that What's ru- the trick? Do you think it's wearing like? Um- you know, a Steve Madden or a Doc Martin style like shoe that's got like a good inch, like those platform shoes, and teaching them how to like you know tippy toe a little bit. Okay, here's one that I've heard from All a right. friend who collects vintage shirts. He said back in the day when the Indiana Jones Adventure opened at Disneyland, his like dad um, stuffed like napkins in his shoes. So he could be just like a little bit taller. So you stand normal, but you you have like a couple inches extra in your shoes, I guess, to boost you up a little bit. So you're not actually on your toes. <laughs> so I guess that was the thing he remembered. So I, I think there is something to this of like sort of being able to fake it. If you just need that extra half inch to an inch, two inches maybe, you can get it done by uh, getting napkins in the shoes. Wow, that's it, napkins. I, <laughs> I guess. Thought, now, do do they like set something on your head? Like, can you? Yeah, no, it's like a yeah. You have to like basically you have to be able to, like hit your head on the little board. That's okay, because I got real poofy hair. You know, I could like grow <laughs> yeah. it out, get some Ronald McDonald stuff going you're on. You're right. You know? You're right. <laughs> you know, even as a kid, it was even curlier. I could probably do that, but I was yeah. always tall. I never had this issue, but I do. Uh, I do. You know, 
Some people, some people need to hit that forty-two. You gotta Anyways. get there. Yep, you gotta get there. Okay, so we're talking Castle Park here. Yeah, Castle Park. I like. That's... I've been into a shady theme park lately. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something that's a little too glossy turns me off. Yeah, you know? yeah. Too well kept up and too safe. You know, again, that was the that was the vibe of Action Park. People wanted to go there because it was rough around the edges and you could get away with stuff. Some of these glossy places, you feel like, oh man, I gotta I gotta obey all the rules, otherwise I'm getting kicked out of here. So yeah, Castle Park. When you Google it. It's all pictures of the mini golf, right? That's that is the main thing. I like their mini golf. It has like a blue turf, right? You know, a lot of mini golf places, classic green turf. I like that this one seems to have mostly blue, uh, blue turf, which looks pretty cool, and uh, some good props and some good. They have a castle. Yeah, the mini golf course looks incredible here at Castle Park. We gotta check this out. We're gonna start hitting a lot of mini golf places, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna be getting in for free. We're gonna be getting the VIP treatment. Uh, we'll have to perform our song at the gates, of course, but after that, they'll just let us go. So I think that's all it takes. Neil, I went. I went to play mini golf yesterday. Oh, the, wow. we went out. Uh, we we took a little trip out to Minnetrista, Minnesota. I think that's where it is. It's it's I don't know. It's um it's called Big Stone. A couple of putts and uh, puttcast talked about it. It's um, cool. We mainly went out there because there's goats, and Gus is just really. Is this into like the goats. artistic place? It really like woodsy kind of like. Art, yeah, it's like a sculpture garden. It's, yeah, it's, I remember you showed me pictures of that. That's cool. Yeah, it's a. Per- we went last summer, but this time we went and played. We played. Um, I would say you know a three and a half year old is not going to play golf, so uh, just just be down with that. Play but, five holes or something like that. I got one <laughs> hole in one, and it was. I was like. Not trying it. I was trying to be like, get down off that thing, and then I hit it. <laughs> like, but there was the best part was there was nobody there. So there you go, space out. You no, know, I, I see. I see how it is. You, you and I are going mini golfing tomorrow, and you just, you had to get a little practice in there to make sure you defeated me. I, I see. I see what. Well, it's like I think here. maybe I either got practice or I got a heads up to know that like. Um, Putt first because it's going to take me a while to get to the. We should because we're playing against tomorrow. We're going to play putt putt golf against people who play putt putt golf all over the world. Some real pros, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a little nervous about how how slow we're going to be. They're going to laugh at us, so let's just get ready for that. All right, I'm down. I'm down with it. Travis always has so many good little nuggets. We'll have to think about doing a Disneyland um, album. No, it'd be, yeah, maybe not a Disneyland album, but yeah, maybe like a theme park album with uh, nods to uh, Disneyland in there, some references in there for sure. So I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. But they, I, we love song ideas. We love album. We love concept albums. So obviously, we're always open to that. Club Thirty Three. That was really amazing. Um, we had some friends um, who we met at a show in Anaheim. Um, who uh, said, "Hey, next time you come through, like let three us know. shows ago, they've come. Members. They've been telling us every yeah, single show. Yeah, some really nice folks. And um, so, yeah. And then we finally took them up on it, and it was in January of 2020, so just before pandemic. And boom, we got to go and um, enjoy uh, enjoy a, a nice lunch. We were in the lounge. So Club 33 has like a five course meal, like type of sit down dinner that takes a oh. long time. But we were in like the bar lounge area where it's just like an a la carte menu. And so it was a little more of a casual experience, but we still got to be up there and see all the sites and, and see all the memorabilia and photos and just to be in that historic place. 
um, you know, kind of uh, up there. In Ven- uh, it was in New Orleans Square, you know, just above the tops. You got a good view um, and stuff like that. And it was just so fun. And it was something I'll remember forever. Definitely took home some napkins uh, that I still have and uh, bought a bought a glass, uh, bought some, you know, tableware and stuff like that. So uh, it, it was just really nice. And the people were there with it was really nice. And, you know, again, a lot of people who are Disney, life, lifelong Disney fans don't get to do that. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll never sort of like take that for granted because I know how hard it is to get up there. People try their entire lives to have a meal up there. So I'm really happy we got to do that. I will say one odd thing about Club 33 because I didn't even know about it. And then mm-hmm. you told me about the history. I just, I know the basics, right? So, you know, yeah. Travis is going to be like, come on, this guy's, you wasted <laughs> it on this guy that doesn't even know about it. But. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of fancy restaurants. I've never been a fancy kind of guy. And I'm wearing, I have a lot of sunscreen on my nose. I'm wearing (laughs) a straw hat. I have my fanny pack. I've been sweating a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I probably should have changed my shirt twice already. And then they're like, hey, come into this really nice restaurant. This chair is worth more than everything you own. And, And I was like, oh, gosh. I'm going to get sunscreen all over this place. It was, it weird. was great. Yeah. Again, it was, it was more of a casual lounge experience. Yeah. I think if you were doing the dinner, maybe you'd, uh, you know, dress up a little bit or I don't know. I'd have I to go shower it, somewhere. I feel like. Yeah, exactly. But it's nice. You can get a yeah, locker heat room and all that stuff. So it was uh, it was wonderful. And um, yeah, I can't wait to get back to Disneyland as well. I'm excited that you're going. Travis with the kids and doing all that Avengers Campus open in just like a month. That'll be fun. Maybe I'll be able to get out there end of summer or something like that. Send us some pics, everybody. Yep. All right. That does it for all of the all the regional theme parks. My goodness. So many good ones. Thank you, everybody who called in. Especially, um, you know, everybody who called and didn't get their their call on here. Appreciate you calling anyway, and keep calling next time because uh, we'll get you next time around. But uh, here in two weeks, we're going to do um, another episode as we uh, like to do here, at Banter Buddies. Every other week, we're we're doing a show, and uh, next time we want to talk about your collection. Ooh. So everybody, eh, maybe not everybody, but I think most people collect something here and there. Depending, some people have a smaller collection. Some people are. Um, you know, crazy people like myself and have an entire room dedicated to di- vintage uh, Disney shirts. But, um, you know, everybody's got a little collection uh, and we'd like to know what yours is. So please give us a call and tell us what do you collect and why. 612-424-0036. Tell us all about your collection. Um, you know, do you collect know. any? No, you collect stuff, Neil. I know. I collect lots of stuff. I collect, yeah, the shirts and then like some Timberwolves memorabilia and um, yeah, that's that's kind of that's pretty much it, I guess, as far as my collection goes. I don't know if you collect. You, you're maybe someone who doesn't collect anything. You're kind of anti stuff. So I'm trying to think. But again, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I have a, I'm a massive fan of X. It can just be like, oh, I have six of these little things or whatever. You know, it doesn't have to be like something you're, you know, over the moon for. But uh, I'm I collected excited to see. gemstones to be like shined up as a kid. Oh, and I also cool. had a rock tumbler, but I never did it so i had the rock tumbler and i had the gemstones and then i just they just sat there well i feel like that can be if you're call if you're if you're out there listening and you're thinking about calling in it doesn't necessarily have to be something you collect right now maybe it's something that you collected and were into in the past or something like that that's what i feel like most collections are when people were a kid 
Yeah, yeah. So that's fine, too. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm sitting right next to this collection. It could be something that you used to have. But we want to know about collections because people are very enthusiastic about things, and that's fun. So call us, 612-424-0036. Doesn't matter how old you are. Call us. We'll put you on the show. Just remember the long buy. you got to have a long buy at the end. That will help your chances, actually, of getting your call selected. That's a little that's a little tip from me, the person who picks all these calls. We can always um, just riff for so long. <laughs> Travis gives us so many nuggets. Yeah, yeah. We just have to do it. Um, all right, onward to the next segment. It's recommendations. Oh, oh yeah. We gotta recommend some stuff. Brian, why don't you start us off today? What what are you recommending on this episode of Banter Buddies? I get to start today? You get to. I'm I'm handing it to you. I'm handing you the baton. Okay. We um you showed me about this thing, but mm-hmm. uh, it is a playlist of new music. It's a place of songs from this little robot named DJ Rex. And because it was Star Wars Day, May 4th, mm-hmm. um, I listened to it again, but we listened to it a lot. But um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get the words of the best way to describe what this playlist is. It was created for the inside of Oga's Cantina, the place where you can go into in Galaxy's Edge the theme park in Disney World and Land. Correct? It's both both That's places right. now. That's a good way to say it. Yep. Okay. So um there's this little robot there. His name is DJ Rex or their name's DJ Rex. And um and Rex DJs this music from all over the galaxy, right? And so That's this right. playlist was created. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. You can listen to it. And uh, the titles are all these different made-up bands, and they sound like different aliens and different people or robots or droids from all over the planet, all different times, old, new. Um, and it's all listed together in this big playlist, and, and DJ Rex plays this in the cantina. Um, so we had listened to it. I've been listening to it for maybe like three years. How long has it been open? How long has Galaxy's Edge been open, Neil? Yeah, I think uh, fall of 2019 is when uh, when this uh, when this came out. So, yeah. It's, okay, it's, two years. It feels like longer, but, yeah, it's been about two years. Two years. Now, it sounds like no Disney or in, and the Star Wars family has never released who made these songs, right? Yeah, Because they sound like big, famous people might have made these, but nothing has ever been released ever. So. Yeah, and you never will know because it's it's in you know it's uh it's uh it's in the in the lore of uh, Galaxy's Edge. It's not supposed to be real music. It's intergalactic. It's intergalactic hits, as they call it. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so inspiring. But it also is just really fun to listen to, right? It's all mm-hmm. clean. It's all in like made up languages, so it's family friendly. That's one big thing about it. And then it also kind of goes all over the place. Like some stuff sounds kind of like. Um, Maybe like a ballroom kind of jazz, kind of like the original Cantina from New Hope kind of sounds like. And then other stuff sounds like, you know, like trap or pop stuff right now, kind of with other like oogas in there and stuff like that. It's <laughs> it's sweet. My favorite song is called Namahe. And oh, yeah. um, uh, it has so many pieces to it. You know, it has so many instruments from all over the world, but it's really all over the galaxy. So... Um, Ula Shuka and Namahe, those are my two faves, I would say. But Neil, do you have faves off this playlist? I, I think my, to it a lot too. one of my faves that comes to mind is called By TT. Um, oh. and uh, the, for example, the, ar- the artist, the artist of this one is uh, Juni Vinch featuring Gubs. 
So they have like artist names in these as well. And there's like a, you know, this one kind of sounds a little bit like a, like a K-pop type of thing um, with like a, a Gubs is like the rapper in the middle of it and stuff. So they're, 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 there's so much like variance to all these songs, but they all have this great like, yeah, this is all kind of like, you know, sort of bar like venue energy, like live music kind of energy that's just like and they all just kind of roll together. And, you know, they're all they're all like their own separate thing. But again, it's supposed to be as if the droid Rex is DJing all these things. He's selecting all these different songs. So it's really fun. And um, yeah, it's fun. They play them in the in the bathrooms <laughs> at Galaxy's Edge, like the radios on the bathrooms and that kind of thing. But it's amazing. And it's so cool that. Um, again, this is one of the thing, things I love so much about Galaxy's Edge is all these details are, are out there for you to experience at home, too, you know? So, uh, like you're saying, this playlist is available on Spotify and Apple Music and everywhere you find music, and it's all very uh, all very fun if you can just switch up uh, a little bit of what you're listening to. Something you'll never hear on the radio, uh, at least, uh, you know, not in the theme park and stuff. So When we really, were there, really when we were there, I remember we were drinking our little, like, cocktail, whatever yeah. it was called, like, out of the little, like... Yeah. Matterhorn or something like that. Yeah. Um. And and Rex, we took pictures of Rex that I think nobody else really like paid attention to it. We're like singing along to these songs like really loud, <laughs> like sharing a table with somebody else. They're like, Yeah. How do you know what this song is? I'm like, Nama hey. <laughs> I'm like, This is amazing. Yeah, but, most uh, people probably show up, and that's when they hear it for the first time. Then they go home and try and find it. We kind of had the opposite thing. We already knew about the playlist, and we're excited to hear it. Like, that's like, that's the, like people are like, I want to ride, ride Rise of the Resistance. And I was like, <laughs> I would like to go see DJ Rex, please. I want to see the robot. It. Um, but um, we have to mention Harry and the Potters, Joe from Harry and the Potters, who opened for one of our tours playing oh, yeah. um, um, In Glove with Bach. Knew we talked about this. We told uh, him about it. He fell in love with it as well, and sent us a little gift of a little Rex. And so now, my son, whenever we listen to this playlist, he puts Rex up on top of the like Bluetooth speaker, like Rex is DJing. That's that's probably the coolest thing I like about this. So, oh, that's well, nice. He puts some puts him on up there. <laughs> I know, I know. And at Christmas, he put a little scarf around Rex too. I thought that was cute. But oh, that is that is incredible that uh, you know we're doing. He's uh, he's he's a, he's a Rex fan too. You know, Rex is uh, Rex is for all. He's just doing his best. Uh, the nice thing about Rex is he uh, he was the original um, pilot in uh, Star Tours. Oh, and so, okay, okay. Yep, and so that that's why um, you know that's why he's uh, he's out there now. He's he's back and he's back in the in the new park. Uh, Doing his thing right there. What you got, <laughs> Neil? What you got for recommendations? We love Rex. All right, I have uh, today for recommendation. I have uh, face masks. You guys are still wearing them as we record this here in uh, in the middle of May, uh, 2021. Listen, things are getting better, but we're gonna be rocking masks for a while. And uh, again, just uh, kind of tying into the theme park theme here um just returned from walt disney world and i wore uh, on recommendation from a theme park journalist i um i was uh, i picked up some of these uh these face masks from uh, i think yeah called uh, uh barrier ba- 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 barrier <laughs> it looks very french uh b a r r i e r e they make masks they make um disposable masks that uh kind of look they have some nice patterns on them and stuff so um, you can get them in like big boxes of 30 or you can get, I just got some five packs 
And, um, you know, it's a way to have, uh, you know, uh, you know, a safe uh, disposal mask, but just isn't like the plain, like light blue version or whatever. Like there's some really cool, um, you know, different uh, patterns and colors going on here. And um, they're just nice and lightweight, too, because here in Minnesota, I haven't really, um, you know, gone, <laughs> gone too long wearing the masks. But uh, when you go to a theme park, you know, wear the mask all day outside in the heat. So these are a little more lightweight, um, but still safe and still, um, you know, uh, still, you know, you know what, uh, what, the, what the the scientists out there want you to wear, you know, making sure you get the right amount of layers and all that. So they're safe, but they just look a little bit uh, more interesting and kind of adds a little pop of color to your face, to your head right there. And so, yeah, if you're uh, needing some, you know, disposable masks, I mean, they don't get like bad after like one wear, but, you know, maybe after a day or two, you could toss them out. Check out these uh, barrieres as well. I think is how you pronounce these. Looking like some good masks. Just pick up a five pack. You know they're a couple bucks, a, a couple bucks a mask, which uh, you know maybe a little spendy for a disposable mask. But you know you got to look your best when you're out there this summer rocking the mask. So go check those out. <laughs> I like them. Nice little fun way to switch up your mask game. Because you know what, some people just got these masks like oh, I just got this one black mask, or I got this black one, and I got this white one, or whatever. So if you want to switch up, but uh, not buy a permanent one, this is uh, this is the way to go. I, I like them a lot. Good company. It looks uh, good, good stuff. And I can recommend them after wearing them in the Florida heat for a week there. Yeah, that's the that's uh that's the big thing. The heat we've mm-hmm. uh, we've experienced a Minnesota summer with it, but uh, yeah, you know, Cali, Florida, Texas, if they are wearing <laughs> masks, which we hope you are, please do. But yeah, um, yeah it gets uh, it gets wild, it gets All wild. Right. You need something that isn't too sweaty. That's cool. Masks. Onward, onward to the game. We're playing Brand. a game. We're playing a game. I am going it's- to. Uh, I, I've, I've prepared a game. We both prepared a game, um, but uh, we'll, we'll do mine today. I feel like uh, it's my turn to quiz you on some things. And uh, this is a real simple game, Brian. I am um, going to give you a name of a roller coaster, and you have to tell me if it's real or um, just something that I made up. Okay, so um, the first one here. Do you do you understand the rules of this of this game? Real or made up? Real or made up. Yep, that's all you got to say. And again, you at home can uh, play this as well. See if you can do better uh, than Brian. All right, first one here. Uh, it's called uh, Gee Whiz Dip the Dip. Real or made up? That's these fake. Are, that's fake. These are these are rides that uh, you know might not be closed, or they might be open or closed right now. But at one point uh, in the recent future, they existed. That's fake. Gee whiz, dip the dip. Is that Kennywood Park right there? No. Kennywood How do Park. they spell G? How do they spell it? G-E-E? Um, it used to exist, sorry. Uh, G-E-E-W-H-I-Z-D-I-P, dip the dips. I would and, say that uh, you you would change that name just because of uh, how would we spell G the best. Uh-huh. Yep, that's, that's what you need to know. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's now called the Thunderbolt right there at Kennywood. I Ooh. Think it's still open See, they changed the name. name. They were sick of it being like, is this yep. Gee Whiz? No, it's G mm-hmm. Whiz. G. Yeah, you're right. That is hard. All right, next one. Um, Montezuma's Revenge. Montezuma's Revenge. Is that uh, real or made up? I'm going to say that's real. It is. It's real. Ding, ding, ding. That's a that's a roller coaster at Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, in, yeah. It uh, sounds, in, that sounds cool. Park. That sounds fun. Montezuma's Revenge, everybody. I would never ride that ride, but uh, <laughs> I would cry. Uh, but um, 
that sounds very fun if you like roller coasters. Yeah, I think it's it's a very different kind of looking roller coaster. It's kind of like a like a bit looks kind of kind of like a big. Uh, I'm not sure. It's like you, it takes you up to like this tower and then drops you back down. It's not like a typical kind of um, drop where you go over kind of the top of a hill. It like brings you up and then it drops you down the other way. So um, Montezuma's Revenge. I guess it's also a reference to diarrhea. Um, I think, or that's like another term of Montezuma's revenge. I'm not sure which name came first, but I think it's, that's what it's called when you, uh, when you go to a different country and, um, you know, have some stomach troubles because of that. Um, all right, you got that one. All right, we got two more here. Um, a roller coaster called the lightning rod, lightning rod, real or fake? I, I actually know what that one is. And that one, that one is real. Uh, because that one is at Dollywood. Oh my gosh, you know about it. Yep, ding, ding, ding. Lightning I think they talk real. about it on the Dolly Parton podcast or whatever. Uh, nice. What, yeah. what was that? Something? Where's Dolly? Uh, or in something Dolly like We Trust or in something like that? Like America's Doll- Dolly's America, is that what it's called? Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Dolly's America. Yep. And uh, yeah, Lightning Rod, Dollywood, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. I really want to go to Dollywood someday, but I think it's kind of off the off the path, right? Um, I think Pigeon Forge is, uh, you know, not not necessarily close to uh, close to Nashville or, or or Memphis. I think you kind of gotta you gotta <laughs> you gotta go ways to get out there. But someday we gotta go. I know you'd like to go. Everyone loves Dolly, right? Dolly, yeah, it's four hours from Na- from uh, Nashville. It's not it's not close. It's kind of on the east side of the state. So it's man, it's just kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It's not really close to anywhere. It actually looks like it's closer to Charlotte, North Carolina than anything. So Dolly's the best. It might be no it's doubt. kind of it's right in the middle of the triangle of Nashville to the west, Charlotte to the east, and Atlanta to the south. Mm, so okay. it's kind of right okay. in between all three of those things. So someday we'll get there. Love and Dolly. All right, last one here. Um uh last roller coaster name, real or fake, boom boom banshee. Real or fake? I'm going to say fake, but it should be. It That's is fake. Yeah, but it's the only fake one on here. Boom Boom Banshee is the only one I made up. Are you happy about Are you happy about my lightning rod? I knew that's amazing. You knew lightning rod. That is so cool. You knew which one it was, too. No, I that's like, oh, probably the only kind of- thing I know. Right, right. I don't know yeah. anything else. So. The lightning rod roller coaster there up there. Neil, thanks Dollywood for making that game. Place. That's so fun. Play a little game. You got uh, you got a lot of them, right? Hope you did well at home playing along as well. Um, you know, I show. want more sound rounds. And I okay, I, okay. Last sound round, I could do a sound round every single time. They are so fun. Do you me. like I the sound effect ones, or do you like the song ones? I like hearing the snip. It just is like, a, can my brain figure out what the song is so fast? I'll yeah. try to slow down. Like last time, I jumped <laughs> the gun on a couple, but. Uh, <laughs> But I, maybe the callers, I want people to let us know, listeners, like, what kind of game do you like? And if they're yeah. like, I like none of the games, invent new games, we have some ideas. We just haven't gone there yet. So. That's right. It could go in a number of different directions. All right, we're about to wrap the show up. But first, we have to tell you what is new with Coup. What's new with Coup, Brian? Let us know. Tell us Tell us right now. What do we have to let everybody know about who's listening to this show who are super fans of our band? Y'all? We have a new record coming out, and I Ooh. we were worried about this. In the world of albums dropping, oh, they dropped. It's a surprise. You get it. Uh, we were worried about, you know, we announced our record two months before it came out. We didn't know if mm. that was going to be too exhausting for people. So we have our third single, Putt, Putt, Butt, Butt. We had a video, and then a dance-along video is out. 
So check it out. We got one more single coming out, a couple more videos coming out before May 21st when it comes. So that's what we got for uh, our album Slow Clap, some new oh, things. So gosh. pre-save yeah, it, is... pre-order it, pre-order it on Bandcamp. You know, you can buy some merch. Whatever tell other people, tell other people who, who um, might like Cuckoo Kangaroo that you know the new album is, is is coming soon and the new songs are here right now. You know, spread the word, if you will, because I mean the people who are listening to the show. We, we probably don't have to tell you too much, but yeah, nah, they know. Check they it know. out. Let uh, let some other people know. Help us uh, help us spread it, spread it around because we're trying to let people know that we got new jams. We're really proud of them. We really love the new songs and videos. Um, Vic we, Berger, are we are proud. We are proud but, of this but, but, record. But yeah, heck yeah, we are. So we want to spread it as far as we can. But yeah, appreciate you um, listening to this podcast, everybody. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode about collections. We need to hear about your collections, whether they're past or present. Um, please call us 612-424-0036. And you can just leave a voicemail. Tell us about it, and maybe you'll be on the next episode. It'll be a lot of fun. We gotta say thank you to Neil Z for making our theme song, and uh, Matthew Wampa Stampa for making the show art all the time. Those are our friends; they help us make things, and we appreciate their help. Boom, boom, Neil. I love talking to you. It's so fun. Oh my gosh! Another episode of Banter Buddies in the Bag. Everybody appreciate everybody listening. We'll see you next time, Brian. Goodbye. Toodles. <laughs>